We're back. We are, and we are drinking T-O-Z-A-I. Tozai Snow Maiden Sake. It's unfiltered, so it's nice and... Junmei Nigori. Yeah, it's Nigori. It's, it's, the, it's the creamy kind, the unfiltered kind. Creamy, or it's the white whale of sakes. So today we're going to be reading and commenting on Reads Well with Others. We prepared a little bit. We did. So that's good. So the front cover I drew while I was in on our RV trip. Um, and I uh, basically hung out at a Starbucks throughout the day. And I thought it was in a laundry send, room. It wasn't a laundry room? It was not, a, not this one. Uh, and I would send uh, Jean little uh, uh, screenshots, and you'd give commentary, and actually altered it quite a bit. And basically this cover started with me asking him, what are all the things that could go wrong during a story time? And such is the such is the power of, of libraries that I could not fit in everything on that list. I like the I like the goldfish. I don't really notice the goldfish and the little boy pouring Junmai Nigori Saki yes. into the little girl's ear. Yes, yes. And on the back cover, quickly back cover is the Marvel.org website with a list of, of upcoming uh, events. Well, the mobile friendly Marvel.org website. Yes, yes, That's very good. Yes. All right, let's begin. Let's do it. Page four, library tip one eighteen. Know thyself. Very good. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. Why does everyone use self-checkout when Dewey's on duty? I think this is the secret to, to promoting self-checkout is just being rude to people. <laughs> it's a little known secret. Uh, on page five, I really like the, uh, the lady from the bookstore down the street who's there listening for people, looking for books the library doesn't <laughs> handing have, out coupons. And then handing out coupons. That's the way to promote your bookstore. <laughs> I'm not to... sure your notions of bookstore are mainstream, but all right. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, so this is this is the situation where hey, the wait, say, say page six. Oh, page, page six. six. Um, this is the this is the topic we talk about a lot, uh, which is that uh, the the library privacy. I'm already talking wrong. Confidentiality. Confidentiality. The privacy shield of libraries. Privacy shield. Nobody calls it privacy. Shield. I'm calling it Mr. now. Sake. I'm calling it now. Right. Uh, is a little imperfect. It is true. It's imperfect, no matter which way you want it. Whether you want you want yep. privacy or you don't want it, it's imperfect. Nobody's happy. That's how you know you're doing it right. It's terrible. I like um, the when, one when, at the when bottom. No, when nobody's happy is what you're the saying. one at the bottom. There are some libraries. Did your library do this? Uh, where they where they you could you could have an alias when you checked out books. You can have an alias in my library. I, I like that. Dewey suggests the terror. The terror. <laughs> <laughs> the terror from from where's the terror? The villain, Bill. Oh, um, from uh, Tom Strong's. Now. Tom Strange's world. Now. Yes, Terra Obscura. The Tick. Well, also Terra Obscura. Really? Yeah. There's a crossover there? No, I don't know. I didn't know Terra Obscura was the Tick's uh, world. But he's not the villain. He's the he's the good guy. He's the like terror. the Batman the terror analog. Is... Yep. Oh. Yeah. Well, the, t- the terror in the Tick is the Batman. Uh, middle of page seven. I like that they're watching Mel, who's, who's like spinning off uh, uh, business uh, catchphrases. And at the end, um, it's like it's like a toddler. She's winding down already. Innovate, multifunctional, change. The only the only change we need to fear is changing the way we change. I love that. Have you? Have you had a, <laughs> That's like the most Dilbert strip we've ever written. It kind of is, yeah. Uh, um, so the creepy guy on page eight, uh, eight, eight. Uh, is like I don't know what to say except that I think we I think we did a really legitimate job of making this guy creepy. I think his haircut is dead on. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a mullet. He's got a stash. Um, he's looking for DVDs on. He's got singing he, he, pregnancy he have, yoga. He doesn't just have a mullet. He's got an oddly squared mullet. He does. Beware the oddly squared mullet in the library. Do you have any internal anatomy books where the pictures are sexier? <sighs> Did you hear that? Did you hear about that? So, so apparently, I heard about this this uh, internet enabled dildo. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. Th- that uh, that has a camera on it. 
Uh-huh. And then and then it got hacked. And yeah, the Wi-Fi apparently bleeds out uh, into your neighborhood, mm-hmm. and uh, your your neighbors can be watching your insights. Not good. I guess it depends what what results you're trying to achieve. I guess I was trying to remember on page nine the scorpion belt buckle. I was trying to. I was. I, I'm, that, this is all you. No, there was somebody who sent us a story I'm just saying, it about came a scorpion belt buckle. Okay. I'm like, and it went in. Yeah, and there yeah. was a real scorpion in the belt buckle. Just some guy who liked to show it off. Uh, yep. Just the weird stories we're told. Page ten. The pandering, pandering on the bottom. That, that's a truly a TMI strip. TMI speech. Strip. It is. So t- by TMI we mean too much information. Our our fourth key, our keynote. Key yeah. Um, where we, we talk about this, and, and actually there'll be a few more strips Well, in third, I've gone back and forth on uh, whether Banner Book is a keynote. I think it's, it's kind of half a keynote. I think it's not anymore. It's yeah. a keen. Or it's an oat. It's an oat. It's an oat. It's an oat. It's clearly an oat. Uh, so we, a couple of times in here, Dewey does odd stuff here. He's, You're on page 11? I'm on page 11. Here's uh, Dewey as a poker dealer, I guess. He's got that little eye shade thing. And the thing is, I drew the eye shade. It's, called, it's right, called a visor. The visor. In the middle one. And in the third one, I totally got it wrong. And now it looks like he sort of has a weirdly sheared baseball cap on. The third. Oh, the third strip there. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. Yes. And then there's the little redhead family, the Weasley family. Wait, this is page there. 12? Page 12 is... is Dude, the alcohol's like, like... I can't count. Does the alcohol also, take I, page, page numbers away? Um, no, actually, the ebook takes page numbers away. Oh, well, you gotta, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta keep up, man. Okay. The Weasleys. Yeah, you can't... It's very hard to throw children out of the library who are behaving, no matter... Even, mm. if, you, even if you are beha- babysitting. This was the point here for me. And, like, yeah. I love that the dad comes in on 13 and uh, tells the kids it's time to go, and they're trying to figure out who he is, and they didn't give up the dad, so he takes them all out to ice cream. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And that's, that's redheaded you. Is it redheaded to me? Yes. That's you if you had red hair. Oh, I mean, I, well, no, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm or like orange hair. I'm close. That's to that. basically exactly how I draw you, except I'm close. To, I'm close to that bald in front, but not quite. I, I am that bald on top, though. Yeah. Underneath that, on thirteen, the nasty lady again. The ungrateful nasty lady. Yes. That's her. You spotted her. I like. Uh, I like the guy, the balding guy on the bottom of uh, thirteen. <laughs> Was that rewarding good behavior or negotiating with terrorists? It's best if you don't think. Too <laughs> I just hard like about I just it. like that he's honest. Hey, I can make you like right. living hell. That's the guy. You, that's the guy you give into because why not? Because he's so honest. All right. Um, um, I like in the in the sequence where the guy on page 12, 14. 14. Um, page fourteen. It's, it's a page. You didn't say. You didn't say I'd do the right page number. That's true. Uh, guy spills the coffee but won't clean it up because it's not his problem. And then it becomes his problem. Well, it does become his problem, but I like that that um, when he talks to Mel, Mel comes back and Dewey says no dice, and she says his logic is impeccable. <laughs> that seems about right. Page sixteen, the senior T. That is odd. It is a little odd. I, I like how the old guy asks for help uh, evading the internet filter at the assisted living facility. Where did the senior T come from? Libraries have senior teas, man. Do they really? Well, they do because like a lot of times they're giving all the pizza money to the to the teens, and I think sometimes the seniors must notice. Mm. And then they're like, hey, you know, if you just bought us some tea. That's all we need. We don't need pizza. We can't chew. Everybody needs a little pandering. Mm. We all do. Well you don't want to you don't want to plug up seniors with pizza bill. <laughs> thanks for that. You're welcome. Everybody thanks you for that. I do like at the bottom where uh, uh, the computer victim guy uh, is saying can you tell me how to evade the internet filter at the assisted living center? And the old woman in the wheelchair next to him says, have a low sodium cracker, Casanova. Is that, that, that is her, that is her voice. She's a smoky old lady. Yeah. She's a, she's a Brenda Vaccaro voice. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. 18. Ah, the adjustable desks. Real thing? 
Uh, a real thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some libraries have, have these desks that go up and down and up and down, at least until they break. I mean, we have them... We have them work. In fact, I have one at home for like a person working at their own desk. But do you have like a front desk that's adjustable? Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess people have to work at them too. Some of the places I work, yeah. And is it purely for ergonomics for the workers? Uh, supposedly. Okay. But it doesn't really work out, right? Mm. And they end up snapping off, and then they can't be repaired because cheap little shitty buttons that are used all the time. Also, I think about like I think about tables at conferences and stuff and we've we've come up with as a pretty good height for these things that sort of works for dealing with people mm-hmm. and uh, i imagine you change that height and all the dynamics change i think so too but they are very distracting you can really entertain the patrons by going up and down so what i often do when i'm at a desk that goes up and down is i just take it up and down a little yeah, bit yeah. Mm-hmm. i'll let the patrons know what's going it's on it's strange that those motors burn out quickly on these things well people people are people are desperate to talk to you and yeah. so yeah you just, you know, let's, let's use this for some uh I'm on uh, 20. The guy who's mad that the clocks in the library are different. I think it's a gal, but okay. It, is, it is virtually impossible to tell from here. Person with earring, I guess is all we can say here. Person with earring. Person with orange earring. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I, like the, I like at the top of um, 21, she says, do I look like I'm made of money? No, you look like you're made of irritation with a pinch of rage thrown in. A classic recipe. That's nice. It's better than snips and snails and puppy dog tails. That's good. Um, so it's another staff meeting. Another staff meeting on 22. So this is a thing that we talk about in TMI, which is the library is kind of like, speaking of pandering, mm-hmm. um, trying desperate to to expand the concept of libraries. Yeah. What thing What thing could they could they have that people would really not expect to be more bestsellers? Be enough bestsellers. <laughs> Who could have guessed? <laughs> that it would actually be on the shelf when they walked then, in. And then Dinah just like, the subtext comes right out. She says, that would be unexpected. No one who walks through the door ever thinks they're going to find the book they're looking for. That's good. I like at the bottom, um, Tamara is looks shocked because someone says, she says, I just got asked why I hate children. And Dinah says, I have a prepared list. Nice. Nothing right. could be more horrible. So, so here's, this is the last, Where are you at? I'm sorry. This is on page uh, something, page something. 23. Yes. Page 23. So this is actually the last grandma strips coming up. Yeah, I think so. Um, we, we, we had a long talk and decided that we weren't going to have grandma die. We weren't going to talk about it. She was just going to kind of fade away. She was not going to live to do it anymore. She, she was going, going to be assisted living. She's going to assisted living as as your grandma did, as my dad did, mm. and we wouldn't we wouldn't bring her up again. On twenty four, did you ever have that conversation with your dad? Where he wanted to go home? Um, yeah, yeah. I would have with my grandmother all the time, and I'd have to explain to her that she was home. It's very heartbreaking. And then she would forget, right? She would forget, but she would she would accept it. Like she was always really at peace with it when I when, yeah. I, when I explained the situation to her. What was really interesting was my mother would never explain the situation to her. Yeah, will you double check we're recording? Yeah, um, the enter, the entertaining phase, and I say entertaining because I know it was entertaining for him too. For my dad was when he sort of lost track of time and space and would look out the window, and there were some columns he could see outside his window. So he decided he was in Greece, <laughs> and, and we're like, absolutely, you're in Greece. When he was in the hospital, or when yeah. he was out of the hospital, when he was in the nursing home. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so then do we goes to on page 24 and 25, do we goes to do a talk and now a sub is in charge and you have a, he's doing a school visit, he's doing a school visit and a sub's in charge and you, you have an entertaining story, which you won't tell right now, but about giving a talk when a sub is in charge and do we actually refuses to do it? Cause it never works out. Right. Well, I, I, I tell that story during our keynote during, yeah. uh, during a funny thing happened. Yeah. We can't tell you right now cause you haven't paid enough money for it. That's right. 
but it is a really good story. Totally worth. By but the if way. you hire, if you hire me to come yep. talk to your your staff day or your your state conference, I'd be happy to tell. And you. it's worth saying that that an important milestone has been passed because I'm not doing that talk anymore. So your chance to hear me give that talk is is over. So that's in the past now. Sorry, but now Gene gives it, and he gives a startlingly good impression of me. I do. He puts on a little toupee. When I do the and, uh, uh, when I do the French accent, that's mostly he, my. He puts on a, he he like puts those things under his shirt to make him look like he has more muscles. You know, you know, in doing that talk alone too, it's weird. I've changed that talk a little bit. I'm changing that talk like two percent every time I do it. Yeah, you know, those two percent add up. Yeah, they do. No, because it's at a thirteen and a half percent. Now. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, what do you call it? It's compounded. Compounded it change. It is compounded <laughs> interest on your talk that's changes. Page twenty six. I love the lady. I love the nasty lady at the top of two thousand six. Go become a dog person. I love it. And that's exactly it. Like, like you have all these books. You can have a bazillion books on the same topic, and whoever the first person is who gets there takes them all, right? Yep. It's just like... Oh. Well, my family is one of them because we're homeschoolers, and so whatever whatever my kids are studying, my wife just has all those books. Hey, man. Hey, man. Homeschoolers are the worst. And I and I and we have a special bookcase in our house, which is just the library books. They're all facing out. That sound you heard is the... I wanted to say Iron Maiden, but it's Snow Maiden. Well, as we're as we're talking about homeschooling, I just need to pour myself need another drink. I, I find that I find that just isn't the library. I need I need some alcohol. Uh, so anyway, I can always tell what subjects my my children are studying because Lord does I'm not going to talk to them. So he said, I just look, look at the bookshelves. You have twenty five books on ridiculous hats out at all times. Pretty much. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, twenty eight. We find out that Dewey is not on call. Twenty nine. This is a true story. This is one. Of, this is actually one of the stories we got from um, sort of suggested stories mm-hmm. for drawing them, and it was actually too fertile. Like there isn't wasn't any one strip, uh, but we decided there was a whole sequence in it. So, so somebody com- somebody was called in in the middle of the night. Someone was called like, in the middle of the night, and they had to hang out there because there's basically a big hole in the window, so anybody could come in. So they were like their own security guard, which seemed kind of outside the scope of their job description. And then we just we just kind of like uh, pumped that up a little bit by having people start to stop by in the middle. Of the night. Right. I like to like the one who says, can I ask a question? And Mel says, it's three o'clock in the morning. We're closed. I'm dealing with a crisis and I'm extremely short on sleep. And the one says, I didn't hear a no. <laughs> then, and then, and then the next one, wackiness ensues. In wackiness the library. There yeah. are lots of Craziness, chairs delivered. Chair, stuff happens. Really comfortable chairs delivered. Because you can never just have one comfortable chair. You get yep. like a dozen at a time that you can't fit into the library. So the next sequence, which starts on 31, is actually one of my favorites of the book, which is, um, which is, just Tamara's a, a rare glimpse and a little bit more detail on Tamara's uh, uh, programs, mm-hmm. where the kids are just excited about reading and they're trying to get her to tone it down. Um, you know, Mel says, "If you could just stop yelling, prepare to be boarded at the end." And she says, "But our theme is pirates." And you know, she pulls out a rapier. Uh, it's not a rapier. What is it? It's, it's a pirate sword. It's a saber. It's not a saber. It's a cutlass. It's a cutlass. Well done. You got there. We got there eventually. And um, and you get a glimpse. My my favorite moments of tomorrow is when you get a glimpse at the, at the steel of her core, like underneath the niceness. Um, she says, "Do you know how good little pirates behave?" And the kids say, "Badly." She says, "No, they're quiet little ninjas of the seven seas, especially in the library." Nice. On thirty two, we have uh, the library website redesign. Uh-huh. And, and like what I like is it's the surprise library website yep. redesign. <laughs> Boom! You're like you, you just come in the next day and you can't find anything. Yeah, Dewey says, I think someone hacked our website. Like, if you find yourself saying that and it turns out that it's a redesign, something went wrong somewhere. Yeah. He can't find the catalog. Um, the lady Just give me a few minutes to remember where we hit it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. Well, and I remember this came out of this came out of the third strip for me that somebody told me the story where they had 
like their library had redesigned the website and they had made some kind of guide uh-huh. to make it very useful. It's, it's so intuitive that they had to print out a guide. Well, not just, not just print it out, but create create the guide. And then yes. they, they, they essentially sent out like an all-staff email to say, mm-hmm. hey, I've, got, I've made this guide to the new website. And, and nobody understood the guide, so they no, had a no, 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 no. I was, told, I was told by this person they were in trouble for doing that. Oh. They were in trouble by the library system. Because it that. implies that this thing on the website? Yeah, they were undermining. They were undermining <laughs> the launch. <laughs> and this librarian was like, you know, nobody could find anything. I wasn't undermining it. I was helping it. <laughs> But I just oh, love that. Sad. Yeah, it was so funny. Oh. 34. Bottom of 34. Well, I really liked, I just wanted to say, I liked 33 and 34, the sequence where Dewey helps someone and he comes back and it looks like he's been attacked by wild animals and we find out he was attacked by wild animals. Uh, and then the person just doesn't even really care. Yeah, Has no idea. Thank we might have exaggerated here a little bit what librarians go through, but only a little bit. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I like the bottom of 34. I like the, the countdown timer. Like, hey, you've got no time. Save this this is one of those things where I think people who don't hang out in libraries enough probably don't get that the libraries will literally just turn off the computers. Just, just delete it for you. Just, it'll. Well, I guess it, it logs it off, right? It logs it off and deletes everything. Deletes everything, everything, everything that happened to keep your information safe. It's protecting your privacy. The privacy shield yeah, is strong. Right. That's right. That's what this woman finds out, much to her detriment, right? Um, I really, really like the middle of page thirty-five. It's not how you wrote it, but it, I like how I played it, which is that. Mel is just listening to this argument between the patron and Dewey, and the, the word bubbles start obscuring her face. Like that's, <laughs> that's a sign. As they often do. Uh, 36 and 37 are some more of those strips we created based on people's stories when we were out uh, talking to people. Yeah, and then um, this was confusing to me, but the bottom of page 37 is actually leads off a whole sequence. Right. It was a, and again, yeah, so true stories, and a guy actually hid them hid in cigarettes. cigarettes. Uh, in in the shelf somewhere because he was trying to quit, but then of course his quitting failed, so he came back to find them and couldn't find them. Right. And then and then on uh, so that's thirty eight, thirty seven, and thirty eight, and thirty nine is like a guy who looks like that guy but balder. Look, I can only draw so many people. <laughs> that guy suddenly lost a lot of hair. Smoking is bad for you. He pulled kids. out. His, he pulled out. Well, not smoking is bad for you. Apparently, uh, it's confusing. Uh, oh yeah, and he's just there. He's just trash talking everybody. Yeah. He's just heckling. He's heckling at the library. That's right. But he doesn't He doesn't get much traction. I, I like how he doesn't um, get traction with Dinah on 39. Yeah, and then Tamara is actually the best, right? She's, again, killing with kindness. On 40? Yeah. And he says, I bury you. Great villain voice. The kids will love it. <laughs> I like Tamara. Um, and then the guy with the unreasonable request, uh, page... Um, 40 and 41? Page, thank you. You're, you're, you know what? You are now promoted to page number guy. That is your new title. Well, as long as you as long as you stay on the page with me, we're fine. Okay. Uh, who wants his He wants his cell phone. He wants. Yeah, I mean, your sort of basic unreasonable request, like I lost my cell phone, find it for me. Like, there's some basic misconception of what librarians can do, mm-hmm. which is sort of sweet. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like it's nice that some people think you're superheroes. It's kind of a nice overestimation. Right? It is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, but, like, but, I need you. I need you. I need my girlfriend to get back together with me. Make it happen. My favorite is 41. How can I calm down when my phone is missing? Let me see if I have something here to tide you over. Because <laughs> I'm a binky. Pacifier. Right? <laughs> that's nice. Perfect. That's, like, that's the move, right? Uh, uh, 42 is totally me. Yes, that's totally you. Thundercats. Yep. That's me with more hair. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that, is the, that is the you you wish you looked like. That is, that is me I wish I was looking like. 44. Uh, we have a TMI. No, this is a uh, banner book. Uh, think global ban local, uh, and just it's basically negotiating the woman down to the fact that her if she can get down to her son instead of you know tearing tearing the book from the face of the earth, yep, to getting down to the fact that her son won't read it, she's yep. good. 
I really like the middle of um, 44. It's great. When it says, uh, you don't have to tell me, I know it, I'm an idiot. And Mel says, how's it going? And Dewey says, our patrons seem to be embracing the self-service model. A, that is a subtle joke, and uh, when you get it, it, you get it hard. I like 45. Uh, Dewey is suddenly supposed to start answering... Um, Oh, email reference questions. Email reference questions. And he doesn't have any time, right? I mean, he's. she says, do it in her off-desk time. He says, well, my off-desk time, I now spend it on desk <laughs> because of budget cuts. This is one of those things where you and I had a long talk about it. And so Dewey, like, goes into a whole speech mm-hmm. um, in in middle of 45 uh, where he explains why it's not going to work. But then it happens. Like, the whole thing just plays out yeah. just exactly as he's explained. Right. And then he sends a kid to Dublin. And I just want to say I went to Dublin and it was awesome. So we should send 15-year-olds to Dublin? Sure. All right. They treat them well. And there's the kid we didn't send to Dublin on 46. So this is um, this is from Ange, who is a school librarian. So Ange is our, our, uh, our assistant publisher, associate publisher. And uh, she was a school librarian. And, and they have this problem where there's reading levels on books. And kids will sometimes want to read books that are reading level higher than and what they can. Than, well, Higher than their their sort of putative reading level. Their lexile level. Pff, wow. I thought I thought I was using a three dollar word, but yours was like you a like seven dollar word. You like that? Uh, and they're not allowed to, which I find horrifying because I don't like. First of all, these things have got to be imperfect at best. And second of all, what's the harm of giving a kid a book with you know words they don't understand? Well, Maybe they'll learn them. That he wants to learn. That he wants to read, right? Yeah. And so we did. So this was this was a very popular strip. Yeah. Uh, and then we did a poster on that one. Did we? Yep. Cool. And we sold several of them. Two or three. We did the usual thing, which is like we sold the first 50, so then we printed another 50, and then we sold one more. <laughs> which is which is sort of like publishing in a nutshell, isn't and it? And then I wrapped all the presents <laughs> I gave for Christmas. And so, yeah, so if you, if you came to a conference after that, a couple of years after that, you may have found yourself with a free poster going home because because we sold all 51 that people wanted to buy. And then as soon as you, as soon as you sell the last 50, I know, people were like, have you got one? I want to place order for 35. Send more out. <laughs> Uh, this is this is uh, 48 and 49. I love this sequence where somebody comes in looking for a chicken substitute. All the librarians go insane. Yes, they do. They become hyper librarians. Well, well, she wants she wants uh, a complete list of chicken substitutes. Right. And they take her at her word. Yes. Dewey gives her an encyclopedia of food and ingredients. So you can put any of them in your recipes in place of chicken. Basically, basically the woman's had enough at the bottom of 49. And she says, I'm just going to be, I'll just be going. And Dewey says, if you leave before we finish, we'll hunt you down. <laughs> Perfect. You were in love with orange as like an accent color for a while. Look at her glasses. There, are, there aren't that many colors. You'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's only like there's like three, four colors most. Max. Um, if you notice, starting around now, in fact, I think starting at the top of fifty, but I'm not sure. Um, you'll see some of the line width start to change, and just the the quality of the art. This is this is my first experiments with drawing on an iPad, hmm. um, which is something I ended up doing a lot more when we hit the road, and there were times when I didn't have any AC at all, and I couldn't plug in my computer. Uh, and so it was, it's, it's a little more granular, the old iPad. This is not the iPad pro. This was the previous generation of, of drawing on the iPad. Mm-hmm. It's a little funny looking. On top of 51 is, uh, it's the library as the bar. Yeah. You're weird. I just like this. Yeah. I, I have to say like Dewey in his little, his vest and his gray shirt. I just want Dewey to dress like that forever. Like I think it's just so damn cute. I like I like how it just changes the bottom fifty one. Mm-hmm. He calls it just changes back immediately. Perfect. Immediately, as soon as it's not working for him anymore, it's gone. That's so perfect. Uh, bottom of fifty two. We, st- we start talking about the library power users. Yeah, this is one of our themes in uh, in uh, surviving yeah. the public. It isn't. Uh... It is one of our themes in surviving the public. 
that the people who the people who you would most want to help are the people you never see. It's in TMI too, a little bit. Okay, they, they want to ask for help as well. Yeah, they're just blurs because they they've figured out the rules. Yep. Yeah. So they just they kind of fade into the background. Yeah. And so you're spent spending all your time uh, with the people who are difficult. And these people rush past you because they, they don't want to get right. Right. Well, they see you talking to the crazy people, and they're like, "I'm out of here." So you can't even get in a, a good conversation about their favorite book anymore. 54, 55, uh, we, these are the double height strips we started trying to do once in a while. Kind of book story strips. So, yeah, I mean, we, uh, th- this was, to be, to be frank, an effort to broaden our audience a little bit and bring in some non-library people and bring in some uh, bookstore, you know, people who love books but don't necessarily, aren't necessarily library people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there were other stories to tell, you know. Yep. Um, and actually, we did a couple of these uh, author author strips, and those are very popular. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, bottom fifty five. That's one of my favorites. The the book Dewey keeps buying over and over again. It keeps yeah. appealing to him, but he doesn't realize he's read it. Before. Well, this is so. This is actually me. There's a book by Joe Haldeman, which of course I cannot remember the the name of because <laughs> you're going to buy it again. But I I went into a library one time, got it, read up to the literally the last chapter. Not even exaggerating, last chapter. And as I'm reading, as I'm going through the last chapter, I'm like, wait a second, I've read this book before. <laughs> not until the last chapter. <laughs> Um, and then I, and then I read it periodically ever since. And and I can't tell you, like, it's not the deepest book, but it's a good read, but it's not a, it doesn't stick with you. It's like, it's like, it doesn't stick in your ribs. It's not, it's low carbs. Interesting. Sorry. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, uh, it's the, what do we say? Junk carbs. Okay. Junk food. Junk food. You don't even know. Empty calories. Empty calories. That's what I was saying. It's the empty calories. Sorry, Joe Holliman. I like many of your other books too. He's listening to this podcast. I don't know if you know. 56. Top of 56. Uh, Hugo have, Nebula Award winner, Joe Haldeman, is Joe listening Haldeman, to our podcast forever right he's, now. he's listening to this? Yes. And not not like in the future when it was recorded, but actually literally right now. We have him on the line. Joe uh, Haldeman? Joe? Say hi. Hey, Joe. What, what, book, is, what book is Bill talking about, Joe? I don't know myself. I write a lot Thanks, of Joe. Thanks a lot, Joe. Uh, page 56. We don't get as many call-ins to the show as we'd like. <laughs> but it's probably because we don't have a phone. <laughs> It's harder to make a connection. Page 56. Honestly, who uses phones anymore? Page 56. This sake is good. It's okay. Which one are we on? Say 50, it again. 56. Good good, good job, page number guy. We have library patrons who think they're your friends. <sighs> yeah. It's painful. And and I, I experienced this as a cartoonist, too. Like, there's just people who are convinced they're my friends, and I'm not unfriendly with them, but we're not best buddies either. And, you know... It's awkward. I, I like that Dewey introduces the two people and says, meet your new best friend, and then immediately start um, attacking each other. Bickering over him. Yep. That's, that that's seems a bit accurate. Okay. I'm skipping a few pages right now. That's all right. Page 60, I like the guy camping out at the library when it's uh, close to the holidays, using yeah. the Wi-Fi. So this is, and, and, and if nothing else, I like it that as a format we like, change something. Yeah. This is now just a people outside the library talking about the library, and we don't see any of our regular characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Fred is the most regular character there at the top of the first one. And on 61 in the middle, that's a and, and we have the creepy old guy right at the end. We do. Who am I supposed to ogle today? You? On 61 in the middle, we have, uh, Dewey prefers the skull and crossbones, which is captain the captain in uh, Next Wave. Uh-huh. That's a little call out to the captain in Next Wave. I was just rereading those. They're pretty oh, they're funny. S- they're so good. I know you like them a lot. Did, did, I, did I tell you my, my secret shame? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, you have a lot, to be honest. Your secret shames are many. Okay, we'll say that. I'll just, I'll just fill now. Um, one of the characters is Elsa Bloodstone. And she's pretty funny, but I don't think so, I ever heard of her before then. And now she, she now has appears in Marvel's A-Force, where she is, is 
Like the same hilarious character she was. So Stuart Immonen and his yes, wife. Yes, yes. Stuart Immonen who drew uh, Next Wave and right. his wife were at uh, SPX a few years mm-hmm. ago. And I, I was like, oh man, I was, I was like talking to him and I couldn't remember what he'd drawn, but his name's everywhere on yeah. everything I've ever read, yeah. right? And he's incredibly prolific and just one of the greatest artists. Yeah. Like, did you just say, I just love you generically? No, I was like, oh, you, I, I said, what did I say? I said something like, oh, you drew that Warren Ellis book, Next Wave. And he was like, that Warren Ellis book. No. Oh. He just looked at me like, you, your, your die, track record for dealing with, with the creators is awesome. Well, and it was so bad because I, I love his stuff and I was buying I his book and no. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I shouldn't, I, I know that you are half of that team and like, that's such a good book. And the, yep. like, the visual humor is so fun. And I was trying to save yeah, myself. Yeah, that was a nice scramble there at the end. I just, entirely, to... <laughs> I just entirely failed. Keep digging. He just looked Keep at me digging. like, up yours, up yours, dickweed, <laughs> which was much deserved. <laughs> but I didn't, you know what? I didn't mistake him for someone else. No, that's, that's, I that's exactly that's who he was. <laughs> so page 61 begins a thing where um, uh, Kathy comes in and starts starts heckling Dewey to teach, teach a cranky old guy uh, how to heckle best. And at the end, when she has managed to kind of get him to go away, Dewey says, should I be grateful for you? And she says, every day of your life. And I feel like that's my marriage in a nutshell. Okay. All right. Nasty one's back on 63. No much more to say than about that. Okay. 64, we have a nice parenting moment. It's Nuffle Bunny versus Buffy. <laughs> we also have, let's not, let's not skip over your napkin strip. Oh, my napkin strip. So every year, it's not just that you draw, it's not just that your drawing title style changes unrecognizably from year to year. <laughs> It's that your medium changes as well. It's like you're this conceptual artist, and you're like, you know, yeah. like, no, I, no, this year, this year, I just etch in marble. You know what it is? You know who's R. I. Meyer the most in the world, Bill? It's Emmanuel Joubert, the French graphic novelist who did uh, Alan's War, and um, it's interesting you say that because he says the same thing about you. <laughs> and Joubert, Joubert, the thing about Joubert is he he reinvents drawing every time yeah. he does a new. But comic. Joubert does not draw <laughs> once a year; <laughs> just change it each time. He let, me, let me tell you, that's Joubert's, that's Joubert's mistake. <laughs> They talk about 24-hour comics, Bill. So I have to say... This comic takes me 24 hours. I have to say, the last one you drew, you drew on your kitchen uh, cabinet windows, but this time you drew it on a napkin. And not only that, but we didn't tell people. We, we, we like offered some special prize if they could figure out what they drove on, what you drew it on. What was the prize? I don't remember. I think, I, I think we just... I remember I framed this for you. I still have it. Have you thrown it away? No, I you, still have it. You're just, you're just yep. saying that. No, no, it's actually, I was just looking at it. Okay, all right. We we have we have no pictures hanging in our house. It's something we're we're working on. All right. It's technology we haven't yet achieved, but working on it. Well, this is the only thing in in, in the real world that I've ever drawn. That, that, on a napkin? Th- no, that exists still, like like as an original art piece, oh, right? Okay, so like, it's, like worth, it's it. worth good money. <laughs> yeah, as much as five dollars. Sweet. Uh, um, I like sixty five page sixty five. There's something fitting going on in the bathroom. Then why aren't you laughing? That seems like every bathroom strip in a nutshell. It is. Uh, 66, this is a fight I had with my mother, who, uh, oh, yeah. remember that, remember that terrible story about the lunch oh, yeah. I had with her, with, with my daughter? I mean, to be mother? completely honest, almost all your mom's stories are pretty terrible. Well, no. Sorry, sorry, Jean's mom, who I know is listening to these. I, I, it was just, it was just this terrible thing where she just started challenging me about why do I give books to all these non-readers all the time? And I was like, yeah. well, let me tell you a funny story. I'm very aware of that. And here's, here's why. And the answer is? The answer is because I hope they read. And also they are an indication that I'm paying attention to who they are and what mm. they like at any given time. And like, even if they don't read it, I think that indication is better than me giving them a gift yeah. certificate for nothing. And, and, and do you like Dewey in, in panel three, have a dislocated arm so that your forearm seems to be coming from a different direction? Than the upper <laughs> I do. Okay. I do I strangely. So. I like to think I nailed that one. My mother has never given me an, I love my mom a sweatshirt though. To be, to be fair <laughs> 
But it's not it's not totally out of the question. It's not out of the question now. But my mother my mother has done this crazy thing where she she has started we've kind of reached this detente with her gifts to me, which we never reached before, where she will give me cash on my birthday, yeah. which I then spend on French graphic novels. And I always write her this great note about how, how about the French graphic novels and how she bought them for me. And they were just perfect. They were just exactly what I wanted. I like that. Yeah, that's good. And I think that's the way to handle that. And then uh, other gifts. If she has, if she feels like she wants to give me something the rest of the year, uh, she gives me something Star Wars, mm. a shirt, an action figure, something. It, it's very random, yeah. but, but but it's often pretty good. She will go to a comic store or something and ask somebody what she should get, and I will give her something that is Mickey Mouse related, yeah. which she likes. It says a nice day, Tom. It is. Uh, like Fantagraphics, as long as they keep publishing those I, I like that your worlds are now so like separate that you have this like one thing. Yep. Like my son likes Star Wars, my mom likes Mickey Mouse. That's what you know you know what? And, and, and unfortunately like there's a universe in Star Wars and there's a universe in Mickey Mouse. Well, so, I think so there's a world of there's a lifetime of guests. I, I like how you drip the sake on my computer. But but onto the trackpad. Okay. Yeah, but I think I think that it's it's a good that's a good use of fandom. Like it, it's not, it's okay that she doesn't understand the, the the thing I'm a fan of. Yeah, it's okay that she just identifies. Oh, he likes Star Wars. Yeah. If I just buy him anything Star Wars, he'll probably be okay. Yeah, and it's mostly true. It's true. Yeah. I have nothing else to say about that. Page sixty-eight. Okay. Oh, so this is another another exploring Tamara's complex. Tamara saying no. Yep. And she says no to Mel. Is it true that you're saying no? Yes. Wait, no. I knew this would be hard. Nice. She's playing with a giraffe. Page 70. Yes. Uh, the pornography on display. They're trying, to, they're trying to do a book display. Was that 70? Wait, wait. Just on page 69, we have to admire Dewey's chin beard on page 69. Oh, yeah. How did you get hired? So this is Dewey about to get hired, which we've never established. Good. He's wearing a tie for the first and last time in his life. And he's got a chin beard. I always go to a chin beard. You always go to it? I, I, I go to a chin beard during interviews. <laughs> Always it makes me look a little bit more hip. Yeah, chin beard and a left earring. I, I'm going to ask you, how could you be more hip than you are now? It's hard. It's hard, Bill. But the chin beard is what puts it. Chin, over the top. chin beard does. All right. Chin beard does. Okay. This time I might just shave a hole where my chin beard would be. And you have, you have this. You have this very respectable beard with like white now in it. It's well, it's very thick right now. Too. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's, it's disgustingly like it. thick, disturbingly thick. I like it. Little Santa Claus. Page 70. We have some book displays going on. This is still Santa Claus the early years because it's not all white. That's right. We've got another, like, one year. Dewey says, at least I didn't put the pornography on display. <laughs> this is a good one. No, thanks. I don't have any pornography. And, and Dewey can't decide if her denial is professional or naivete yep. or defense mechanism. Yep. Both, apparently. Uh, 71. Uh, so, um, there's a lady. 71 is, is 71. And then the next one. Right. The next one. Or, or one coming, coming, coming up. 71 to 72. Are uh, I was going to say something different. People who paid to be in the strip. Oh, is that a lady from the Kickstarter? Oh, okay. No. Um, yes, from the Kickstarter. Oh, Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yep. Okay. The, the, a long time ago. Oh, uh, uh, yes. All of this is a long time ago now. Okay. Uh, yes, and and she is she is in real life a librarian mm-hmm. and um, a real stickler for the rules. So we just made her a non-librarian who's a real stickler for the rules. Who basically heckled like this heckling is apparently the theme of this. She's heckling uh, Dewey as he's... She's heckling Dewey about not being stringent enough about the rules. As he's waving fine. <laughs> she actually says the word, burn him! <laughs> <laughs> I think she liked that. She really liked it. She, she thought we, we, we really nailed it. 72 again, we have a guy uh, overstaying his welcome in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. 73 we have... Or 74. I, I kind of... I like at the bottom of 73 where Dewey just leaves. Like, he just leaves. Yeah. Because he should, because he he's not on the clock. Right. Anymore. She says, you can't leave me here alone. He says, and you can't authorize overtime. Like, it, it really... 
I mean, what is Mel going to do? I guess she could leave, but it's her library, and she's also going to deal with the consequences the next day. Well, in reality, what would happen where, where I where I have worked is that uh, they would get comp time for the next day. Uh, so they come in late. I see. And then the library doesn't open. I see. You can't leave somebody alone in the library. You know, it makes sense. Page 74 is uh, Sarah. It's your wife. It is. I mean, this doesn't look like her, but this is a true story from, from early on in her library usage as a homeschool person where she would take out a stack of 50 books. So there's a lot of books coming and going. And to be honest, I'm not 100% sure she was returning them all. But she's quite meticulous. Don't ever say that again, Bill. No, I know. She doesn't listen to these. Uh, she's quite meticulous. And so I believe her when she says, I believe her. I'm sure it's true. In fact, it's certain to be true that when she said she returned a book, um, she did. And so then the day came, as, as will happen statistically. Um, where she got a notice that a book was not returned. And she said, yes, it was. And and the, the specific language they use is claims returned. And she was so deeply offended by that. It's so funny because I never really think that – I don't even think about what that means anymore. It's just, it's just a status it's just in, the, word. in the thing. Yeah, and and she words. was so offended. You're treating me like a criminal. My record will follow me to the end of days. I'm a woman under suspicion. I remember she called me up. She's like, what do I do? <laughs> How do I talk to these people? And I was like, you take the book back. <laughs> Like you should probably return the book. <laughs> That's right. Because you're with them on that one. 76, we have a cat getting loose. We always thought you were our friend, but it turns out you were like, you're just, you're just That's where your loyalties anything. were first and foremost. Well, it's nice to be able to give that, uh, that FU, <laughs> that library FU that you've always wanted to give outside the library when you're not working for a library system that you don't work for. Yep. <laughs> uh, I like the orange books on 77. Yes. It's perfect. It is good. It, it reminds me of that, uh, what's that, Frank uh, Camuso's book, Otto's Orange Day. I haven't read that. Frank Camuso. Um, I don't read books anymore. Frank Camuso, who did the pig, uh, the noir detective, pig detective mm-hmm. book. And then um, he did Otto's Orange Day for uh, Tomb Books. And he did a follow-up that was something blue. Uh, on page 78 is a guest, guest appearance by Joel Watson, a oh. fellow cartoonist friend of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. From hijinks and Sue and other other internet. Why is that? Why is that Joel? Uh, hair is because he has crazy hair. Is Joel in the whole week? Yes, he's there all week. Joel has a giant collection of guitars, as I remember. In fact, I gave him a musical instrument. I gave him my bass ukulele. Did you? Yeah. Oh. I knew he would make better use of it than I did. It was one of my that was one of my impromptu musical instrument purchases, and I realized it? I needed fewer and not more musical instruments. He's not doing comics anymore, right? I have no idea. Oh, all right, we should look him up. All right. Okay. Those of us not doing comics don't keep up on whether other people aren't doing comics. I never. Read I got up before he did. I never read web comics. So I don't know. Okay. I remember he was doing movie reviews as a video or something for a while. Like kind of live. He was draw, live drawing movie reviews. He, he's one of those guys who's talented in a lot of different dimensions. Yeah. So wouldn't be surprised. I remember we had good barbecue at his house one time. I like page. I'm gonna, I, I'm going to be weird and bring this back to the book, but on page eighty, um, I like the. What, Mel, what do you mean? What are we talking about? The book? Yeah. From time to time, we we, we drop you, it. You know what I remember about Joel Watson, Bill? Is he smells really good. Well, he tastes really good. No, I'm not going there. He smells good. He smells, he smells like uh, olive pate and uh, good humor. Mm. Mm. Like good humor ice cream, or just good humor? Good humor. Okay, or or maybe both. Have you ever heard of good humor ice cream? Yeah. Is that a, oh that that's a uh, that's a ice cream truck chain from the East Coast where I come from. That was me waving towards the east. I don't, I don't know, know if that's the east, but are I'm you, are you, is that why you're waving I'm right waving now? in that direction. I don't know that's not east, but I think you're waving. Oh, you are waving east. Oh, look at that. Hey, it's a good sense of direction hey, in my house. Page 80, middle strip. Um, Mel, totally out of character, uh, standing enforcing up for the rules. Yeah. Enforcing the rules. So, with somebody who left a, message, a mess in the meeting room, which yeah. often happens. And Dewey and the patron are actually leaning backwards. Because Mel is saying, enforcing our rules. And she's nice. so, her personality is so 
Painful. And then on she 80- also has a bit of a dislocated arm there, but I'm not going to get into it. 81, this was uh, Shelf Talkers. We in- in- intended to do a bunch of Shelf Talker strips that never happened. <sighs> They're not that funny. I, that's I, the problem. I like how I like how terrible. I think, they I are. think that's I think oh, that's God. the wall we hit on that one. I like how terrible they weren't very good. I love how terrible they are. Also, I had a really hard time um, drawing the shelf because I, it was hard to draw like the bottom yeah. of a fictional book. So what I did is I did I did four real books and then I did four different like Photoshop filters hmm. to make them a little less identifiable, uh, but they don't look like shelves. So really, what I'm saying here is I'm not a very good artist, mm-hmm. and this is the point where you disagree with me. No, Bill, this is the best like, thing I've ever seen. Page eighty three. Okay. You draw a mean guy using a magazine as a deodorant. I just want to say, salute to you, Bill, the artist. <laughs> Cheers. Why didn't we do the sake thing before? I don't know. I'm up to. I'm, I'm. I'm up for now to do this podcast every day for the rest of my life. Uh, and yet, and yet, and this is. I'm a little bit sweet about this. This the last one. Were we clear about this? Yes. This page eighty four. Page eighty four. Uh, this lady. Yeah, we have to hurry. Wait, I have to go. Not just any. I know. You have to go pick up your wife. We've got we've got twenty six minutes. No, this is no, Ange. We have twenty six minutes. We have to be somewhere. Ugh, whatever. This is Ange. That's why she's so pale. This is our associate. <laughs> this is our associate publisher, Ange Money, has no. I thought you, no, no blood, melanin no, in her system whatsoever. No blood. No blood at all. It's not blood. It's just melanin. No blood. She's quite pale. And we have the farting shoes. She's attractively pale. The farting shoes on eighty five. Farting shoes on eighty five. And then tomorrow on 86. We, I know we're going fast, but I just want to say the end of the Ange sequence, page 85, is, is this guy who's been holding on to a book and it's overdue finally comes back and he's, he's trying to hit on her and totally failing and he mm-hmm. hands it to her. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, there goes, and she, she grabs the book and walks away. And he says, there goes quite a woman. And he says, there goes a book that's still checked out to you. Nice. And that is a funny joke that you wrote. 86. I'm not saying it's the only one, but Thank I'm not you. saying it's not. Thank you. 86. Yes. Uh, tomorrow agreeing that coffee is good for her. And then 87. Tomorrow the blur. You like that? I'm used to I don't. Like I don't it. do that stuff very often. But this time it twice. was perfect. Yeah, yeah, worked. And then and then do we get convinces her to eat a pop tart? Well, it's not convinced that she ate him. Convinced. I think she ate it. Okay. And then eighty-eight. One of my favorite sequences in this book. Uh, I, think, I think that's because it reflects your experience, right? It does. It, it, it is Dewey explaining to the kids that he knows exactly what they're doing because he actually looks at them. Because he actually looks at them, and, and they, they think they think they're at a movie, right? Right, they they are they are unclear that he is actually paying attention. To what <laughs> There's doing. a human being looking at me right, right. there. The, the best is like he tells one kid that he finishes math homework, and he's like, "That's a dirty lie." <laughs> take, take it back. It back. It's beautiful. Eighty-eight, and then he has to sign an NDA. The teacher has him sign an NDA, yep. and then on the top of eighty-nine, he has to tell Mel that he can't explain what uh, what he did. Bottom eighty-nine is true a story. story. Yeah, true story. Who sent it in? Do you remember? It was one of the suggestions for uh, the. Um, a strip to draw on. It wasn't the strip we drew at the time. Right. We ended up putting it into the strip. It was like a secondary one. And yeah, someone really, they called exactly this thing, almost word for word, that they called for directions on how to go to the library. And the librarian's like, where are you? And like, I didn't call to be, I didn't call to be interrogated. Right. Top of 91. Actually, all of page 91 is really good. Top of 91 was our kind of, our kind of call back to that thing where we were, people were pissed off that. I guess so, yeah. The miss and the misses. Yeah. This one was well received. It was well received. And the people who didn't like it didn't let us know. So that's, you know, their problem. Perfect. So don't. So if you don't and, like and it, and the rare force perspective that works in that first panel where Dewey is pointing towards us, and it looks like he's pointing towards us. That's right. I'd probably do that thirty-three times and finally got it right. Then the middle strip is one of the TMI strips. You know, the quick answer or the best answer? Oh yeah. I want both. You have to choose. Yeah. And then the bottom, the bottom is uh, trying to convince people that you're uh, a better searcher than they are. Yeah, this is definitely a TMI stuff. How, t- how tough it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Including the next one. Where the, yeah. where, the, where the first result from Google is assumed to be correct, even when it's hilariously and impossibly wrong. 
that one didn't make it into the talk, but it, but definitely is part of the talk. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I love '93, middle of '93. Um, this is a this is a staff book club. Staff book club. Well, you see, her alien lover had an ovipositor, so she. <laughs> so my friend uh, Barb Moon in my writing group since I was twenty one mm-hmm. um, wrote this. She she, she you still have a writing group. I, I still I still meet with them once in a while. Uh, we mostly have dinner instead of write for each other, but uh, I still meet with members of them to kind of go over my my work. I think it must become. It must be nice reassuring for people who have book clubs who do nothing but drink that the people who have writing clubs also do nothing but drink. Right. Well, we don't drink together. We just oh, eat okay. together. You eat together. But, uh, but Barb, Barb always wrote these fantasies that were very much like kind of um, a lot of plants in them, right? A lot of description of plants. Do, do you know what I mean? Like that, that kind of fantasy, that kind of green fantasy, green man fantasy. I do not. Like very kind of nature specific, a lot of, lot of details about nature. Nature fetish. A little bit. Okay. Um, and then one time she wrote this alien story where this uh, crazy fucking mantis-like uh, alien had an ovipositor. It was was given it to another alien. Let those of us who have not had an alien lover with an ovipositor cast the first stone. Well, as soon as as soon as as soon as the sex scene came up, I just remember I was probably twenty two, and I just started laughing my ass off. And I looked at Barb, and she was blushing like crazy. Very very quiet lady, love her, and uh, just just totally like just just. Crimson red. I guess. I guess that teaches you a lot about her. Well, to this day, proclivities. To this day, I just I, all I have to do is look at her and go, "Open positive." <laughs> the end. So, so I put her in here a little bit. Uh, ninety-five, ninety-five. Well, this is the whole, the whole, uh, not a whole, not a crossover. crossover, an epic crossover. Because, and and do you remember why we had an epic crossover? Yeah. Uh, because this one guy, Jeff, who is a huge oh, yeah, fan of both the the like the one person who read both comic strips. It's not true that there's just one, but he was he was the one who when we did there a three, what there were three, there were at least three. Um, he actually contributed to both Kickstarters that he that he contributed to being an unshelled strip and a not invented here strip. Right, so we did him a crossover. So we did we him a crossover, and, and I love I love on the bottom of ninety five, uh, Colleen on the phone, and she's like, it's like it's like that Warren Ellis uh, global. Uh-huh. Frequency it's comic, totally the global right? frequency, yeah. Chowhound, this is Dirty Lady. Melville Dewey is dead, alas. <laughs> That's it. I, I want you to know I really admire and appreciate the, the little code words they do, the little exchanges they have. And then the other librarian comes in and says, in a subject catalog, file me under L for librarian. Mm-hmm. Scatter my issues. It's 0200. <laughs> I don't know That's what any of those things mean, but they sound so right to me. Right, and then they, they hand off the information that you can only get by, by touching base that way. Yep. It's beautiful. Uh, my, next, my next is on 99. Do you have anything before that? By the way, fans, please please turn off your phones during the recording of this. That was my uh, reminder that we need to go in ten minutes. Yep. Oh, let's go in ten minutes then. All right. Um, so I actually really like the sequence in '98 and a little bit of '99. Oh, really? um, we spent a while talking about it, but it was this thing we we're trying to construct this thing where it starts off with with a kid leaving the library, and then the mother chases after the kid, and then someone else chases after the mother. And then eventually everybody leaves, including uh, Mel, including the manager. Like mm-hmm. everybody marches out of the library and nobody knows why they're doing it. Nice. And I think it worked, but my favorite is the bottom of 98, um, where, where it's just Fred and, oh, uh, and computer victim. Uh, why are those people walking out of the library? Maybe there's a fire. But there's no alarm. This is a library. They'd have a silent alarm. And the next panel, they're just gone. I like the bottom of 99. I can remember where this comes from. I used to go to Xanadu Comics in the University District in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And there was there was one guy they would talk about when he wasn't there. He would come in and like look at the comics, like make sure they were flat, make sure the spine was exactly straight. Yep. Just just give them the once over. He'd like, bring a caliper in. He would pick he would pick the most perfect copy of any comic, and then mm-hmm. he would keep it perfect. And I came in one time when he was there, 
And they asked me if I wanted a bag. I was in front of the line. I was like, no. And I crumpled it up. In front of him. And then I walked Stuffed out the door. Stuffed it down your pants. I did. I just stuck it in my back pocket. And he just, he just, he just, it just shattered him. It was beautiful. Sean, the guy who worked there, was just laughing so hard. He knew what I was doing. And now that store's not there anymore. That's right. Yeah. What, uh, what is your, what is your local comic store now? Uh, it's Comics Dungeon more often than not, but I don't, I hardly go to a comic store anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is the truth of the world. Yep. I, I, I buy more stuff electronically now. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming the guy who has uh, a collection of comics on, on the Kindle. I like page 101 at the bottom. What's I'll, your learning wait, wait, wait. style? All right. I, I like 100 on top. Okay. There's a kid who's peed on the other guy's shoes. I don't know how <laughs> I, you... I don't know why you like that How do I handle, handle that on the, on the library? Okay. In the library? So on the top of page uh, 101 is apparently you as a patron. Oh, yeah. Because that is... That, I'm looking right now at a book that is covered Sticky notes, things. man. Sticky notes are the best. Sticky notes are actually your learning style. They're so much better than highlighting. To, to sort of segue to the next trip that I like, which is... The They're actually not... Learning my learning style is actually copying information. Oh. But, but marking it like this helps me. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sarah's a note taker. Hmm. My learning style is just to know everything. Already. <laughs> funny. Funny. Yeah. No, no. I mean, like, like I need to, I need to copy something and then go over it. I need to keep writing on it. Like that's what I need mm. to do. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, I like that. Mel, I like that. Merv's learning style is conspiring. It's nice. I think it's true too. Page one hundred two. Uh, do we? Have oh to my find, gosh, I love this strip so much. Do we have to find a book that the kid will like? Yeah, and, and it's called Poop Barf Robot Fire Check. <laughs> I may write that book. I may write that book. Yeah, that is a great book. That's a great book. Poop Barf Robot Fire Check. That is kind of your book. Uh, all right. That may be the next picture book I write. We'll see. It's nice that you're going with the poop theme. Did you, did you decide not to do poopy claws or poopy paws? The, the dog version? Maybe the critical reception of the first one wasn't. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, what I think is funny is like, like if I did a second graphic novel on that, like, like there's part of me that's like, oh yeah, the first one would sell more. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> I've, know I mean? I've walked down that path. Too. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's brutal. I, I have so many notes for uh, Poopy Paws, but yep. I have, but well, Poopy Paws was supposed to be the first, the first book, oh, okay. the first book's title anyway. So I know that I can't really use that title in a constructive way, but yeah, I don't know. And then Poopy Claws, the Christmas one, which is, is the maybe, same. Maybe it's Poopy Maws. No, it's Poopy Claws. It's a homonym for your first book, but no, it's, it's the Christmas version. I know, but I'm spelling it out for our audience because our audience is not as has much sake as we have. I understand. And then you may not be picking up what we're putting down. Page 103. Uh, this crazy lady who wants to be first in line. She's convinced Dewey is jumping the line, which you can't do as a librarian. It's not good. No good. And I really like uh, 104 where Dewey starts acting like a patron, like being a patron. Hmm. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of says, Is this some freakish role playing exercise? He says, Chop, chop, which is one of those things I always wanted someone to say to me chop, in real chop. life. I like the middle of 105 where uh, Mel wants him to represent them on uh, the, the system wide oh, customer service committee. And Dewey knows that if it was if it was a good thing to do, she would do it herself. Right. If it was true, you'd have taken it yourself. Yep. <laughs> like, and then I love the next one. I love the one on the bottom of 105 because I was always getting volunteered for committees, right? And, uh, the great thing about being a sub is I don't get volunteered for any committees at all anymore. Uh, how much time will this take? Four hours a week? Which of my regular tasks should I stop doing? You can skip prepping for school visits. No school visits? You still have to go. I'm saying that I'm willing to let you look bad. <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly where my managers would come down. <laughs> you have to do all your tasks and be on the committee. That's right. On 108, there's a great sequence where uh, Dewey is trying to help a guy memorize his library card number. Yes. It doesn't really matter. You like that one? I do. And on 109, this is, this is kind of an ode to... Uh, to Rich, who does Diesel Sweeties. Okay. What's Rich's last name? 
Stevens. Stevens. Uh, where it, it's like, what's that? What's that T-shirt he did? Where it's like, I like bands that don't even exist yet, or I like bands you haven't ever heard about. It's a, it's a. So you're, you're butchering it, but I, I like that. I am. What is it? Um, it's it's a Venn diagram. Okay. Of two things. It's bands. No, but I don't remember what it is. I'm just not going to butcher it. But it's a Venn diagram. <laughs> it's a Venn diagram of like bands I've heard of, bands you've never heard of something, right? But, but yeah, it comes, I like that you continue to butcher it. That's right. That's I'm just why, saying. I'm just saying. Your next job, butcher. It. But this is a guy looking for books that are not popular. That nobody's well, yeah, that, that are like that are hip. That are, that are hip. cool because nobody else is reading. That are cool, but nobody's reading, right? So that's nice. And he's got he's got the chin beard, which is how you know he get hired by the libraries. Okay. Then there's uh, the patron centric service model on one ten and one eleven. And and the patron centric service model, I assume, is essentially the customer is always right. Customer is always right, but okay. the, but everything customer wants is okay. Okay. And. Um, I love that uh, at the end of, like, on 111, on the middle strip, uh, Dewey's just letting a patron, like, reshelf books, which you're not supposed to do. Because they don't know where anything goes. And it ends with a, someone just coming in and borrowing Mel's office and closing the door. 112, it's uh, me at home. Giant stacks of books everywhere. That is you at home. Collapsing. Yep. Well, I'm trying to get out of that business. I can, I can, well, well, your new house is a little more uh, amenable to this. Right. Like there's space for all your stuff. Page 114 is a disgusting used book. Just as a little side note, when we were signing uh, our last book called... Overdue. Yeah. We were in your... I want to call it... Garage. Is it a garage? Yeah. All right, it's a garage. And there's a whole... There's a, there's a loft, and there's a bunch of boxes. And I said, what are in those boxes? And you said, action figures. Action figures, that's it. And I realized I had never seen all of your... The sheer volume of your action figures. They, they were not visible in your old I know. house. I was so and, good and at now, I was now, so good at hiding yeah. how much shit I had. Did your wife have the same experience? Did she finally see them all and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you have that many"? I'm going to tell you the truth because I was shocked. I'm going to tell you the truth. She's never been to the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally safe. Like, like she walks in there and all she sees are those two display shelves that are uh, like. So she's never asked the question I've asked. She she has not. No, and I was I was frankly shocked. I looked at that and I'm like, <laughs> I can't I can't believe it. I like, I, I, it was always a joke that you had an action figure problem, but oh I came home and I'm like, Sarah. I think he's got a problem. Well, no, no, because I haven't bought one for years. But 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 they take up so much space versus like toy versus Plus the experience compound action figure. <laughs> well, they are they are so they are so lightweight. It's not really the problem books are, right? But yeah, it's a huge it's a huge issue. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not denying there's going to be huge eBay sales soon. Um, I, I was going to jump to 115. Okay, which is a book, which is a, a strip we actually argued about for a while. I don't remember that um, because we couldn't. We were trying to get to this thing. I'm not sure we really got there, but that, that Dewey's kind of like playing with his mind. Yeah. Skullduggery and intimidation, though. Uh, 116, uh, the accidental, unintentional photobombing. Do you remember my unintentional photobomb at ALA Midwinter, the last no, one? No. So I was behind the Librarian of Congress and this woman who were taking pictures, and it, I'm, I'm in a, the whole unshelved booth is behind them, unintentionally. Oh, really? Yeah. In, in, in like, was it published somewhere? Is that what yeah. you Okay. <laughs> it was, well, it was online. It was nice. Very fun. Well, I mean, you know, they sort of unintentionally right. self-photobombed us or something. Right. I like uh, 117 in the middle. Um, I like, hold on, 116 at the bottom mm-hmm. um, is the woman who's crazy for, for the author standing. I'll die if I don't get a copy. I'm and uh, Dewey says, your life will continue as normal. I must have a copy. And the person with Bam is like, this is normal. It's nice. What did you like on 117? Uh, I like the badge train. The badge train is complete. Like, this is understating oh, the no, reality of badge trains. Completely. And I'd like to say I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. Not at all. I like furry. <laughs> I haven't yet seen that one. <laughs> uh, page 118. I like the unrealistic uh, 
ways people promise to promote books to get a free copy. <laughs> yes. Honesty. Tell a friend. Maybe two. And the bottom of 118, the uh, the fan who goes too far, just way too far with the audience. I'm feed you like you're a baby bird. That was a funny line that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> Do you remember that, remember that Will Ferrell, uh, it was a Saturday Night Live skit, where it was yeah. him and the guy who, uh, I can't remember, Chris Catan, and, and Chris Catan had no, um, I think he had no salivary glands, and he brings his girlfriend home to, uh, <laughs> to, to dinner with his parents, and Will Ferrell's his dad. Will Ferrell eats some food, and then just he stands over Chris Kattan and just spits food into his mouth, <laughs> and, and does it for real. Yeah, does it for real. Oh my gosh. It was the it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen on TV. I was just I was I was aghast. That's awesome. And, then, and but they do it like like nothing is happening. Yeah. And then they're trying not to laugh throughout the rest of it, right? And they keep doing it because like then they're explaining that he has no salivary glands. Oh, it was the best. And then I think we're done. I think we're done. I think we're at the end of yeah. our of our eleventh but not last book. And you know why we're not doing twelfth book? Because people did not pay for us to do it. <laughs> Thanks, and that man. is the reality of it. And as much as I enjoy our time together here, uh, we must... Maybe it was just three years. 